Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. If you'd care to join us, we record live on Mondays at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube. We generally answer a few questions from our live viewers related to whatever topic we're covering that week. And if there's a topic you'd like covered, you can also submit a request on our website, purelyocd.com. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. So this week we're, we've been, took a little break, but uh, we are back with episode three of Harm Obsessions, and we're going to focus mostly today on exposure and response prevention. So how do we actually intervene and work with this type of obsession in the room? Yep. And yeah, how can life. you, yeah, get some information about, uh, about how to support yourself, um, in this process as well, hopefully. Yeah. So, you know, wh- why don't we start maybe by talking about harm obsessions, less about fear of harming others and more about fear that harm will befall you or a loved one as a, as an initial maybe example. Sure. So, um, you know, we often see that a lot with younger kids with separation anxiety. The fear is like, oh, my parents are going, you know, to die. This is the last time I'm going to see them. And that's like kind of the core of the separation anxiety. But you certainly see it in adults as well. For some reason, it just like kind of switches sometimes for people. And it's like, oh, what if I'm actually the murderer? But yeah, Yeah. uh, so an example, if, we're worried about um, dying or being killed or, you know, murdered in the middle of the night. Cause what if the window, I left the window unlocked. Yeah. Um, then the, ex- the exposures vary. And when we go through these exposures, I want to be really clear that everybody's treatment looks different. So the examples we give you here, are not just like 100%, this is what you have to do. This is just guidelines of what typical exposures would look like, run-of-the-mill stuff. Um, if you are seeing a treatment provider, do like just follow follow the course of treatment there and their treatment plan for you. Um, this is not meant to be like, oh, we're just going to take this on and this is how you solve it. Right. Such an important point. And yeah, yeah. If you're seeing a treatment provider, they're going to give you much more tailored advice specifically to what you're going through. And as we said before, we can't give advice on this platform. It doesn't like, because we don't know you personally. So, um, so yeah, no, great, great caveat. Very important. So, okay. So you have this, this obsession, like what if somebody breaks into my house and murders me and my family? And I need to check the locks. 
before bed, I need to ask my partner to check after, and then maybe one more time for good just good measure. <laughs> yeah, just for funsies. Just for funsies. Um, so yeah, so what happens is you you have that thought come up and you want to do these compulsions, that which we've talked about in the past episodes. And so when we're doing exposure and response prevention, we're trying to bring up the trigger on purpose so that you do have these thoughts and so that you can you can respond differently to mm-hmm. the presence of those thoughts and the feelings that they tend to bring up as well. So if if you're somebody with this fear that somebody's going to break into your house, how might you go about suggesting somebody try trigger, triggering themselves and and have it get it, getting those thoughts and feelings to come up more? Yeah. So we might do an imaginal exposure. Um, we would certainly at some point remove husband or wife or whoever is accommodating in the family, um, and you know we may even lock the window. If the window is open and we're closing it, we might lock the window with our eyes closed, walk Mm -hmm. away, um, maybe be talking while you're locking the door because Mm -hmm. oftentimes there's like, we got to hear it. Yep. I've got to see it. I've got to fixate on it and make sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, And to resist, of course, the mental rumination that goes on around that Yep. and asking for reassurance. But ultimately is like, do the windows actually need to be checked if they haven't been touched too. Yeah. Yeah. Not going back every single evening when they haven't been opened. Uh, Although it's interesting. I have seen some clients who won't be as triggered during the winter months because they aren't opening windows. Uh, So we open windows then. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. On purpose. Yeah. And close them. Um, But I think you bring up like the, the just sort of to tease apart what you're saying for those who are watching yeah, there's the exposure component. And then a lot of what you're talking about is the, like the response prevention element too. Like, yeah. Sorry. I should have clarified that. No, 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 not at all. Um, because it's all part and parcel of the same thing. And I think right. I just wanted to sort of clarify that what, what you're saying about like making sh- the, making sure that you're not hyper fixating and like trying to like listen in that special way to make sure that you hear the click and feel yeah. that satisfaction. That's the response prevention. Absolutely. And so, um, so practicing, um, okay. My, my computer yeah. is beeping. Sorry. Yeah. Beeping computer. Come on now. Um, and I love when it, it gets me off of my train of thought. Well, so the exposure part is actively going towards the anxiety is like bring it on intentionally, right? Where our point is to actually try to evoke whatever the feeling is associated with that. And not always does that come with anxiety. The point is, is that we're just acting differently. We're going at it, shoulders back, jumping into it. Yeah, That's I right. see you and I'm coming for you. And then the response prevention is all the compulsions we're doing to remove all of those, right? So yep. that's really where we want to focus a lot of our attention mm-hmm. yep. is the response prevention, removal of compulsions. Totally. And I love that you bring up the accommodation piece. I think it's it's really important because it starts to weigh heavily not only on ourselves, but on our relationships. And then mm-hmm. we can't really turn, I know we've talked about this so many times that you can't 
necessarily turn as much for support because there's a lot of, it's, it's just, it messy, it muddies things up a bit. So I, I think that working on like an accommodation hierarchy first, so really starting to go through the ways in which you're, you're relying on other people to check for you can be a good place to start. Um, right. Although it's all of it's challenging, and the one of the most important things about ERP is that we're doing things gradually. We're doing it one small step at a time. We're not taking on the the biggest thing first. Um, although it life yeah, doesn't it, really work on a timetable. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just ran. It's sometimes it's just like you could even be working on something that seemed to be lower on your hierarchy yeah. and it ends up being a 10. So it's totally, you know, we, we want to not torture you. We want to be like, okay, let's give our client a win yeah. and be like, let's do like tiny bites at first to get that confidence going. But Absolutely. at the end of the day, uh, OCD doesn't really care about <laughs> what yeah. you want. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, no, yeah you're probably going to die tonight. It's all going to be your fault. Yep. And uh, here's this trigger for you that you weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. And mm -hmm. uh, you can either respond to that by doing response prevention, by refraining from doing all of the compulsions or by compulsing. One gets you closer to the life that you want to live and one usually gets you further away. Yes, it's so true. Um, so, okay. So we've talked about this instance in which somebody's like afraid that they're going to get hurt. Um, I, I also see this coming up, uh, sometimes with like natural disasters. So mm -hmm. like the fear that there's going to be an earthquake or there's going to be a fire or right, those kinds of things. Sure. Um, and so lots of ways in which people try to, uh, we just had a tornado in LA. What? Touchdown. Stop. Yeah. Oh, I thought I had texted you that. And you're like, no way. I know. I don't know. Uh, okay. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> It's <laughs> good though. I like My that. Brain's like, oh, yeah. You did in your your brain. I though, did. So. I was like, I did. That's exactly what happened. Is I said, Warren, you're not going to believe this. A tornado <laughs> yeah. freaking touched down in L.A. And that's you absurd. were like, that's crazy. And yeah. I was like, I know, right? Yeah. And then well, that never took place. But that's totally what I would have said. So yeah. I might as well have. But that, wow. that would be a great example of something that would be highly triggering for somebody who has fears about natural disasters occurring. And that sort of falls into that category of, oh, my gosh, but what if I or my loved ones are harmed um, by and talk about uncertainty, right? Is like tornadoes don't typically happen in L.A. No. Um, <laughs> we signed up for earthquakes only. Actually. Yeah. So. Um, I signed on the dotted line agreeing to the earthquake yeah. situation, not the tornadoes. We pay top yeah. dollar here oh, so that we don't have to have tornadoes, actually. So, yeah, so I mean, that. it's like, you know, we can sit here and, like, try to navigate, like, well, it's winter, so fire, like, but the reality is, like, fire can happen anytime. A tornado could happen. Earthquakes can certainly happen at Sinkholes. any time. Sinkholes. Done. Mudslides. Yeah. It's on. All sorts of things. There's so much uncertainty that that exists in yeah. this realm. And the reality is, this is so hard. Just right here. Be here right now. Well, yeah. And I was going to say that like, the reality is that your loved ones and you will be hurt at some point, physically, emotionally. Like That is almost a guarantee, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just an amount uh, or a matter of degree, like how badly is the harm and um, 
but there, that has to be one of the acceptable possibilities or outcomes in life. Yeah, of course, we're going to take steps to to mitigate that potential. Like we're going to try and make sure that that doesn't happen. But at what point is it becoming so excessive, uh, the attempts to try to resolve that uncertainty that you're not living your life? That's, yeah. that's where the problem comes up. Yeah. What about, what about with like harming others? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the, you know, the, the good old harm obsession, maybe I could stab somebody. So with, um, harm obsessions, they typically are related to like any, um, like violent intrusive thoughts. Let's go with, mm -hmm. let's is go that with they it. might, well, violent taboo, it might be raping, right? It could yeah. be any of those, sure. but sharp objects or any potential weapon is avoided. So we might then lean into it. We might be like, okay, if you're avoiding using a knife to cut carrots for soup and you really want those, then you're going to go ahead and cut it and maybe leave the knife out. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to maybe carry a, um, not a switchblade. That's weird. Don't do that. <laughs> Well, you could, but that I don't even know where you'd get one. Right? Although shiv. they do like shaving now for guys, I think they do that. Like the, just the, yeah, yeah. Oof. Um, you know, or like a makeshift shiv. You know, <laughs> like it's fine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, imagine. Yeah. My therapist told me to carry a switchblade. <laughs> oh my gosh! Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it might be carrying a pocket knife. People, that can be super triggering. Yeah. Um, well, and one of the things I want to throw in here too, because I love that you started talking about like exposure related to, well, I really want to eat carrots, so I'm going to cut the carrots. And one of the things too that might be a good motivator um, from a values perspective, let's say that you – you have been pushing off all cutting responsibilities and mm -hmm. cooking to a loved one. Like maybe you're a kid, like you're a, a teenager and you're, you're not helping your parents at all, even though you want to be the kind of person that would help, right? Kindness or thoughtfulness are important values to you. Responsibility. Yep. Like absolutely. Not the dishes away to can happen. Yeah. And so, or maybe it's your spouse, right? Like you've yeah. pushed it off onto your spouse or, you know, maybe your kids helping with the cooking, whatever, whatever the case may be, exactly. um, or your friend that you live with, who knows? Um, but remembering like, okay, well, what, what kind of person do I want to be? And saying like, okay, I want to be a, like, I want to be a selfless person. You know, that's part of, I want to be a part of a community that's important to me. And mm -hmm. I'm going to prioritize that by showing up and picking up the knife and cutting things so that we can all eat together. And yep. I'm going to have those thoughts, right? Like that is going to bring those thoughts on more intensely and that's fine. I'm just going to let those thoughts be there and not do anything to try and get rid of them. That's right. Spot on friend. It's that values informed exposure is great one of my favorites definitely gets you motivated too yeah and there's resistance oftentimes going into values will really help you it's like yeah. why am i doing this why would i be willing to risk stabbing this person i live with and potentially love yeah right because yeah. that's what's going on in your head it's like okay well we're willing to take that risk because it's the other way is getting you further away from living your life so let's take the chance let's take the risk 
and do an experiment. Let's see if you end up actually stabbing someone. Yeah. Yep. And uh, no one's risk is any higher than the others. No. No, absolutely. And the having functional stabbing arm, <laughs> as long as that's working. And having a thought about it, right, doesn't mean that you're going to do it. Right. People can have thoughts about that. But right. It still is going to feel risky. And it, you know, the reality is anytime we pick up a knife around our loved ones, any of us take that risk. Yep. 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 Some of, some of us are more aware of it than others. Um, <laughs> So, but I, you know, there are some sort of fun ones too, um, in terms of what you can do. Like I personally, and I know we, you and I both talk about this cause we find them fascinating, but you know, the documentaries on serial killers and mm -hmm. try, like, uh, obviously two psychology buffs, right? Like right. it's yeah, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what the hell? um, right. but that's, you know, obviously you pick your screen, streaming service of choice. There are so many options so of many. TV shows and movies and about murderers. Um, so sometimes it'll be like, okay, we'll watch Law and Order SVU or watch uh, the Ted Bundy series or what mm -hmm. have you. Um, and that can be a great exposure and provide lots of opportunities where your brain's like, yeah, but you're like that person in this way. Shouldn't you try to figure that out? And you're going to be like, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I am. I, I I didn't feel anything when I looked at a kid the other day, and I probably should have felt a greater sense of love and, and adoration because kids are cute. So I'm probably a heartless, stone-faced killer, basically. Yeah, probably, actually. I could be. Um, it might be reading stories like shooting stories, right, like a mass shooting um, if there's like, uh, oftentimes with like the rape, what if I like sexually or inappropriately touch somebody, they might be avoiding, um, public restrooms. So if somebody's, mm. in, cause there could be somebody in there and you're alone and what if I cornered them? And so it would be like going to those places you're avoiding. Um, it yeah. might be keeping your hands out of your pocket. That's a common one with harm is keeping our hands, uh, hidden. Yeah. Um, it might be, it might be listening to an audio tape of like, you're going to stab this person, right? Yep. While yep. you're out in public. You might find a good podcast, right? There are lots of podcasts that, you yeah. know, any sort of media material and that uh, we do want to incorporate it as much as possible into your life as well, right? Because the, the goal of treatment is to get you back into living your life. So if you want to be walking on a daily basis and you know that listening to uh, the podcast serial is going to be highly triggering for you, then just throw your earbuds in and go for a walk, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have plenty of opportunities to disengage from the desire to figure it out every single time that you hear something that's triggering. Yep. Absolutely. Um, also, if we're just going to like basics, um, it might be writing down kill, kill, mm -hmm. rape, rape, mm -hmm. um, murder, stab, blood, I'm violent. I'm a murderer. All those things. Snap. Snap's one of my favorite. Yeah, ones. snap. If I, what if I just snap? I'm going to snap. Yeah. And we're talking about like the sort of gradations of imaginal ex exposure, right? So you can start with a word and then you can go to a phrase and then maybe you tell a whole story about how this could happen. And then you also refrain from doing any sort of 
compulsions to try to figure out. Um, I, I personally really like alerts on your phone for this reason, because they kind of are going to come up out of nowhere. And there's a surprise element to that. Like, Oh, right. Okay. Don't forget today. (laughs) And actually right now that you're going to kill the person that you're standing in front of. Yeah. That's it. In case you did forget, here's your reminder. Um, and you go, Oh, good. (laughs) That's what you do. You look at your phone and you go, Oh, perfect. Thank you. That's Except, yeah. <laughs> oh, it could be like an inv- invitation for a meeting. Oh, that would be oh. great. Yes. Are you decline? Accept- de- yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it you depends accept on the mood the you're thought, in. but try not to. to yeah, take accept the, bait. the invitation <laughs> to the thought. Yeah, but not to the thinking. <laughs> no, not to the thinking, but yeah. like, thank you, mind, for this thought. Yeah, yeah that was great. Um, I like also using images. So obviously this is going to be difficult if you're like in a public space a lot with your phone or with your computer. But if you can, making the backdrop of your computer that, you know, if you're working on a computer, which a lot of people are, you know, you're going to see that. 15, 20 times a day, the backdrop. And if it's a picture of a knife, right, that's going to be like, oh, right. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good one. Yeah. Um, Also, there might be particular people uh, that evoke it more. So like, you know, one person, I might not be triggered in harming one person, but on another case, like my child, I'm like, very concerned. So it might be like looking at an image of our child or having a framed picture of them in our desk, holding that image and being like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to harm you. I'm going to harm you like over and over and over repetition. But again, going back to like, everybody's different. So this might all apply. None of it might apply. Some of it applies. Yeah. You know, It's so true. And also adding in, because I, you know, talking about the value-based exposures or or goal-based exposures, things that matter to you. Um, I think that what you were just talking about, if you're avoiding certain people because Mm -hmm. they are particularly triggering, that you spend more time with those people. Yeah. And then maybe you instead of avoiding, lean in. Lean in. And then maybe (laughs) you even like double up and you go see a movie, like a horror movie at the theaters with the person that you've been avoiding. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like there's all sorts of ways to get creative about it. And look, if you don't like horror movies, you don't have to watch horror movies. Nobody's saying like it's really much more functional. Yes. Much more important that we're getting you back to living your life than anything else. Um, And sometimes we'll overshoot the mark. Like we'll have you like watch movies or or, yeah, listen to or or read articles. Yeah. You know, or a shiv or a shiv. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm in my mind, there's like a plastic knife that you're like taping. I don't know. I know. It's a pen. Yeah. Um, It's like a spear. Yeah. Just Man. But really, pocket knives, Swiss Army knives are good. Um, it also could just be like – so I – on the podcast, I think I've shared this. I had a thought randomly right before a podcast that I – what if I microwaved my cat? Yeah, I remember that. Um, right. So it might be holding my cat Maud and being like, oh, I love you so much. I'm going to microwave you later tonight. And then – 
give yeah. her kisses. Yeah. Or maybe like walking by the microwave with, oh, yeah. while carrying Maud, opening the door, you know. Well, like- Maud <laughs> lays on me like That's a true. parrot. So she's just there anyways. But yeah, being like, see, I'm going to nuke some food. And there yeah. you go. You'll mm-hmm. be done in one minute. That's what it says. One minute. Yeah. It's the, it's the cat setting on the microwave. Yeah. It's cat setting. Yeah. Um, Frozen. Don't put them on popcorn. That becomes a mess. Yeah. Wow. We're going really dark with this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are using humor, but the reality is, is we're doing that because scientifically it helps you. Yeah. You're, you're actually sending these responses back to your brain that like, oh, we're okay. We're smiling. We're yeah. laughing. Yeah. So we're okay. Like let's keep moving through. It's just a false alarm guys. Yeah. So you might not be able to access that right away. Some people never access that, but by all means, like if you can do it. Yeah. Even if it's a halfway smile, it's biofeedback to your brain. We're good. Mostly good. (laughs) Mostly. I think there's nothing better than, I think I've talked about this too, that when we like cultivate other feeling states or we do things that are likely to cultivate other feeling states, it's not like we're trying to get rid of the anxiety. It's like, mm-hmm. why not add a little bit of levity to a really heavy experience, not to get rid of the heavy, but so that you're having both. Um, I can't tell you, you know, anyone who's watching how many times Kelly and I, like I've, I've called Kelly triggered and been like, Okay, well, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're just doing this now. Uh, yeah. You know, but like having that laughter and that ability to, you know, to Get just face. Yeah. Is that's it. We're taking our thoughts too seriously. Yeah. And life's too important for that yeah. shit. Yep. And our feelings. Like, oh, like, yeah. Well, that's... whoever was like, you know what? Feelings. Let's, let's let them take charge. That's not a good plan. No, no, no. no. We don't have to follow every feeling just because we feel it doesn't mean it's true, right? People will say like, oh, it feels off. Or like, oh, I feel irresponsible. Okay, well, those aren't actual feelings, but what you're feeling is anxiety. And just because you feel anxiety doesn't mean that you need that anxiety is needed or that your life is in danger. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean there's a threat. And if we start acting as like based on our feelings, we let our feelings make all our choices for us. Our lives are going to start to devolve because we'll be behaving like toddlers basically. Right. Quickly. Quickly actually. Mm -hmm. Totally. So yes, not a good, not a good way to go. And And depression will kick in too. If that wasn't enough, there's more. <laughs> Congratulations with your anxiety. You get a side of depression. Yeah. We'll throw in a new car. <laughs> that would be nice. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, there's a plethora of options. These so are many. things you find in like a self-help book too. There's lots of great books out there. For sure. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So hopefully you found something in this helpful in your understanding of what exposure and response prevention might look like. Um, and obviously, as always, we wish you happy trails in, yes. in your own exposure and response prevention journey, if it's something that you're on or something that you're supporting somebody else through as well. Yeah. Happy harming. 
(laughs) (laughs) Have fun. Um, And yeah, I guess so. Are we on for next next week? Yeah. Yeah. We'll be on to a new topic. We haven't even decided which one yet. So like roll of the dice, I guess we'll we'll have Probably another subtype. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tune in next week to find out. Yeah. (laughs) The cliffhanger. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD. OCD.